In today's episode, we chat about a startup's purpose, all about mission, vision, and values, and should you even have them? Let's deploy. Hello, and welcome to Push to Prod. I'm your co-host, Cole, and I work on Use A Lot, a tool to help SaaS companies build revenue through customer success. And I'm your other co-host, Dan Miller. I'm building a SaaS for the first time, and I'm learning as I go. Each episode, we chat about all sorts of things to do with the world of starting, growing, and operating software businesses. Today, it's the 26th of March, and it's a lovely autumn weather here in Australia. Um, this is episode number three, and we're ready to get into it. So, Cole, what's been happening with you this week, mate? Yeah, a little bit of work, a little bit of life. You know, um, had our 14th, uh, daughter's 14th birthday party this week, and a bit of running around for that, and uh, running my 16-year-round outside of that. Just uh, other than that, the normal work work, you know. So, what have you been up to? I've had an awesome week, actually. I've been playing around with a whole bunch of stuff. I mentioned last time I was doing some scheduling work and I finally got all the pieces of that put together and got it working, got the tests running, got the green lights on the tests. So I'm pretty happy this week. Had a very, very good week. Yeah. Um, how's UserLot been going? What have you been doing there? Yeah, so a few things and, and like I sort of touched on this last week, um, you know, it sometimes feels like I'm jumping around from development, you know, from management um, to marketing to sales, which has been a big change uh, from the last couple of years. Uh, but yeah, now we finally, yeah, yeah, totally. We, we finally got into um, a bit of an offsite. So something that we've been wanting to do since I jumped back in full time again. Um, and we always knew we had to do a little bit of a look at our positioning and I think we're... Um, you know, we were thinking about talking about the positioning this week, but I guess we'll hold off that until next episode. But um, yeah, so, you know, three or four of us actually went up to Murray's Brewery up in the Nelson Bay area. Uh, I don't know if you've been up that way, but yeah, it's nice. an awesome little vineyard brewery up there. We spent most of the day around laptops and a couple of beers and it just pretty much went through April Dunford's um, positioning process, which uh, for those who don't know, you can probably just search for April Dumford, but she's pretty well known. She's pretty much the leader uh, in positioning. Um, and it's, yeah, it was really a refreshing sort of take on something that we knew, we, we knew we knew a lot about, but we had to be, had to start, you know, like a really more deliberate process around it. So that was really cool. And obviously um, it's sort of been that phase now that we've been, you know, throwing version one out there and uh, doing some iterations on that positioning, um, and I'm sure you know more of it will flesh out as we as we move on over the coming weeks. Um, outside of that, you know, back into some client work, you know, jumping between client work and then some development work for it, building out some um, of our public API. Um, and you know, it's as I said, it's funny. You jump from really high level sort of positioning stuff, and then I'm back in the guts of the code by the end of the week, working on you know RSpec Ruby unit tests. That's it. Hey, how did the um how did the students go? Last last episode we mentioned you were getting about nine students to join you. How did that go? Yeah, so we've got like uh, four of them or actually technically five. Um, we had one from last year that's still here for another six months um, and we already had four that we'd onboarded the other week. Um, so we already had a meeting on that. But, um, yeah, last Thursday uh, the other five new ones came in and, yeah, it went really well. I mean uh, two of them are – or three actually uh, are coming in not so much in development. Um, they're in business and, and IT school, but sort of doing some some non-technical oh, projects cool. for us, which is definitely a first for us. Um, it's been quite hard to find people like that. So cross our fingers, like Very one of them's cool. um, into growth hacking. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, so yeah, we'll, I mean, hopefully I'll share um, a lot of this as we go. Um, and the other two are in design space. So um, programming, but like, you know, website, graphic design, things like that. 
um, yeah, I'm throwing all our sort of Figma stuff <laughs> at them. Like uh, I'm learning, you know, how you learn something like a week ahead um, just to try and you know, stay ahead of the game because, um, yeah, I don't know much about Figma. So I sort of um, upskilled quickly on that, getting my head around, you know, variants, components, how a design system probably should be set up. Um, and, yeah, like we originally had a designer last year, so it was all mostly there. But um, I'm quite anal on some of this when I sort of, researched and upskilled myself I saw how a solid design system could be set up uh so yeah I want it to nice. definitely you know look like this sort of act like this so that you know as developers we can use it like that you know um and yeah I do hear a lot of other bootstrappers who've sort of in that sort of more product space or UX who have done this and do it really well and so it seems you know it's pretty important I think uh and it's good for them to learn Figma obviously as well and I think you want to get it to that right point where it's easy to pull out your front end components and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm rapidly upskilling on it. Um, threw a thing out to Twitter the other day, just asking others for advice. So that was good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so it's awesome when you reach out to Twitter, hey, you ask questions out there and people are just so helpful coming back with answers. I asked something similar during the week. Um, I was interested to see if anyone had used Windows subsystem for Linux in that there for the development. And I had a whole bunch of people put their thumbs up and say, yeah, it's good for this. It's not so good for that. It's just great. Like, it's amazing. You can just reach out to anyone in the world these days and ask a question to the ether and someone will turn up and say, yeah, let me give you some advice. <laughs> I mean, we're living in the future. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and you, know, you can say what you want about Twitter, but it's still so strong in our space. And, you know, I've got to use a lot more. It's one of the things I'm deliberately trying to do and obviously post more. But like you just said, you know, ask more too, because, you know, who cares about working it out ourselves? Yeah. I love the community aspect of it. It's great. Something that's interesting that I've been seeing lately, though, it sometimes turns into this massive wall of whatever's hypey and topical at the time. And I don't know about you. But all I'm seeing pretty much post after post after post these days is just AI and people making AI products, which gets me thinking people probably want to be thinking about direction and, you know, values and what their purpose is and maybe what their mission is. Hence the reason why we're talking about that topic today, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's something that it's weird. Like, obviously, um, I put a post up about this about a month ago because uh, when I came back to use a lot, um, it's a bit of a weird story. You know, we went to a conference and, you know, we've talked about values before and things like that ad hoc, but it was never supposed to be like, you know, we need to do this now or anything like that. And it's not like before I came back on full time that, you know, the other two weren't taking it seriously. It's just that now that I think when there's three now, uh, I guess you just start thinking about it more. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like we, we deliberately did it. It just came out organic basically. So yeah, interesting when we when we do sit down and start thinking about things like values and missions and, like, you know, the first big question is like, do you even bother? Which is why I wrote that original article. And so, yeah, it's it seems to be very topical at the moment as well. Um, I don't know, it might be spring in the air over in the US or autumn here, but it feels like there's a lot more people talking about it. And especially, you know, people like Arvid and Tyler and their new podcast talking about the, their calm MBA and what a calm business uh, should look like and I was like oh man that's interesting like what they just said there that that's so in alignment with what I already put out and and what we've been talking about for years as well so obviously there's some truth to that sort of stuff and you know maybe it's just it's drawing like-minded people together but in the end I think it's worth having these chats and going through things and you know defining them and, and things like that yeah for sure so that's what we're talking about folks today should software startups have statements around their purpose mission vision and values, you know, they're pretty 
cliche, pretty done sort of topics, but they're actually quite important. So that's why Cole and I were talking about it today. And and you're right, Cole, um, there, it seems to be flavor of the month. A lot of people are starting to think to themselves out loud, you know, what's our purpose? What's our values out there? And we are seeing that in a few other various other forums and, and shows out there. So I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it today. Um, have you got any history with this? Like, have, is, have you, did you ever do this sort of stuff previously with social pinpoint? Um, is that, you know, can you bounce with anything off that? Yeah, actually, totally. I did. Um, and to be honest, like I said, like I link it in this article um, that I wrote at the beginning of March, like, you know, we struggled with it totally. Like, I don't think it was something that we, we ever felt like we really needed. And on top of that, like the business or what you would really call the domain, we weren't, you know, we weren't really the experts. So I think, you know, you have a little bit of imposter syndrome and you start saying, well, you know, how can I ever have a vision or, or you know, a mission statement around that when, you know, I, I don't really feel like I'm, I sort of sometimes belong, if you know what I mean. And it was, so it was something that we just left. And, you know, we wrote a little bit of stuff around that, like around, you know, values, actually really love some of the other companies and vision and values um, that I was, you know, associated with. So it wasn't like we didn't care about it. It's just, I think we were focused on other things. And then an interesting thing that happened was some of the staff started to put it together. And so that's an interesting sign that like, I think as founders, you might be a little bit too late and maybe you should have taken a bit more direction and, um, <laughs> interesting involvement yeah, yeah. In because yeah on one hand you sort of think well well maybe it's good to some of the like sort of a bottom-up approach and some of those things but i'm not sure with this that's the right thing and yeah i'd agree with you as a business founder i think it needs to come top down so i think that was a struggle it's your business right and you know it's it, you you created this to yourself and i guess you're the one who's setting the direction so yeah, it is a bit tricky. If you, you do want to have um, people involved in your business joining in and helping, especially when it comes to values. Um, but at the, at the start of the day, like at the beginning, what you really want to be doing is saying to everyone, look, this is where we're going. This is the world we want to see in the future. And this is how we're going to get there. Um, otherwise there is a risk, obviously, that things could possibly go in various directions, which may not align with where you want them to go. It's your business, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, you know, we'll probably get into sort of the definitions here because, you know, I've, I've got some questions of that myself, but yeah, but yeah, I think, you know, particular things like when you get into the purpose, um, they're, they're like outreaching what the business does, you know? And I think this is where misalignment can come in. If you're not thinking about this because it can then clash against, you know, your personal life and all this sort of stuff. So I think there's massive amount of value from at least thinking about it. Maybe don't go, you know, the full hog uh, as an early stage startup when you're spending like days and weeks looking at this stuff or putting it up on your website. Yep. But I don't think we're having those type of discussions and I don't think we're suggesting that here. But I think we're just saying that these are the things you should start thinking about early and if nothing else, start writing some of this stuff down because, you know, as we'll see, as you go, get into some different parts of mission and values and things like that, they've got different reasons for existing and different things that you're going to use yeah. them on, you know, so... I'm a big fan. Um, so do you want to walk through sort of like the whole definition first? Is that sort of where you wanted to go with this or, um, you know, yeah, I thought, I thought that'd be good. We could do that. And then I've also got our first draft values of things that like I'd love to share. Um, they're the ones I came up with sort of like a version one for use a lot. So we can sort of get your opinion of that, you know, maybe your takeaway from it if you read one of them and, and thought, you know, how do you take them uh, and just go from there. Yeah, nice. Look, I'm a big fan of them. I find that, yeah, you, you, what I said before is probably true. They can be a bit corporate -y. They can be a bit cliche. Um, 
But if you put all that aside for a second and just think about it as a story, you're telling a story about yourself, your background, why you're doing this, where you want to take your business, what you're doing it for, what are the reasons, and then it'll start becoming a bit more natural. And to be honest, anyone who's starting a business probably wants to really think these things through. So let's talk about them, hey? There's the four things that we're talking about today are your vision, your mission, your value, and your purpose. And it's just storytelling. That's all this is, right? So vision, right? That's the big picture stuff where you're looking into the future and you're saying, all right, if this is amazingly successful one day, what do we want the world to look like? What, what, sort, of, what sort of things have you got in mind if you hear the word vision, Cole? Have you got a different opinion on that? or? Yeah, so, so that's an interesting one, I think, because I wrote a purpose. I sort of went top down. Uh, I went purpose, mission, values. I didn't do a vision. And it's not because I don't believe in it or anything. Uh-huh. It's just, I guess, in my head, I got a little bit, like, until I was looking through this a bit more in depth with you, at least, I was finding I sometimes get those mixed up, like especially mission and value. Um, I don't think I get purpose mixed up anymore, but I definitely get mission and vision mixed up a little bit. And that's when, you know, what you just discussed is sort of like, what does the world look like versus a mission, which is more, how do we get there? I think that's when it's, it's done to clear it up. But so I totally think um, I could really see us using a vision. And, you know, I think that's what staff are going to look at and things like that to see where we're going, like people internally or investors. And we'll probably get into that a little bit more in depth in a moment. And particularly, maybe this is more indicative of someone thinking early stage. Um, you know, you put purpose in, but you know, you know how we're doing it, our values, which are very important. And maybe, maybe for us in an early stage, that vision, you know, maybe that's just natural that we don't have it yet. Like letting it naturally evolve. It wasn't even on our mind, so I didn't write it down. So that's like an interesting, I guess, talking point that I never thought yeah, about. Yeah, well, I can see. I can see why. I can see why that's definitely the case because when, you, when you're in the early stages, man, you've got your head down, you're building, and you've definitely got a reason why you're doing it. That's your purpose, right? Your background, you know, that's everyone's story where you say, you say to yourself, why are we doing this, you know? How did we get there in the first place? For me, it's because I love, soft, I love building software. I've got an awesome opportunity here in my situation where I can actually build something for our business and I can try it out for real. Um, and I just want to be able to someday have a job which is just running a software business. That's my purpose, right? Um, but at the same time, the thing that I'm building is I want to make life better for our business and also other businesses that are doing the same sort of stuff that we're doing. So that's the purpose that's driving me. And when your head's down and busy like that, it's pretty hard to think, if this is successful one day, what does the world look like? You know, you don't really often get into that, hey? So I can see where you're coming from, where vision isn't natural, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's uh, that's interesting. It's sort of like goals, you know, like just in general when you set goals for yourself or whatever, sometimes, you know, people yeah. sort of go through different mental exercises and, and one of them is like, well, what does it look like when your goal's achieved? And it's like, well, sometimes uh, I don't know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, so I just thought I might intermix use a lot's draft ones here so then we sort of ground what we're saying and and sort of stop it making sound too much like a classroom. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea because otherwise we're talking too hypothetical, yeah. Yeah, and I thought like with purpose, this is why I'll admit I sort of skipped down on the bed and wrote this when I was down at this conference because I was quite excited about it. So maybe it's just me, but hopefully other people take it uh, and, and like the purpose I put. And it's definitely more of, you know, not to do with the business at all. And I'll say more on that in a minute. But basically we've got, okay, so life is supposed to be lived, not worked. Freedom comes from ensuring work life is balanced, systemized and profitable. 
providing the platform to live your life creatively, enjoyably, affluently, and socially. Finish by four. Now, I'll talk about that, that last bit in a minute, but basically it's like just two sentences really. But what it's saying is the why. Why would we even do this stuff? What's the purpose of even putting the effort through this as an entrepreneur, as a founder? And just, you know, it's literally to me, it's like saying, you know what? Work's supposed to have moments of hard. It's balanced. It's systemized. It should also be easy. Like I shouldn't have to think about if I hire someone else, they should just be able to come in, assimilate like the Borg, you know, it should be profitable. We're not in business because we shy away from making money. Like that's what it's all about. Yeah. However, the reason why it's like that, so we can actually enjoy our life. It's not systemized. It doesn't have to be balanced. We can be like, you know, like one minute we can be wasting time on our hobbies for ages and the next, you know, be fine with just taking two years off and relaxing and enjoying ourselves. Like you mean yeah. like that's yeah. life and, and you do that because your work life is this other thing, you know, it's actually the foundation that it's being able to, to build off. And I think those two sort of things, nice. um, you know, these ideas in my head are what is driving the purpose of these things. And the cool thing I thought about was with users a lot, it could be a spectacular success or failure. It's irrelevant. I, I wouldn't change this purpose, you know, I might fiddle with it a little bit, but, you know, I mean, like yeah. the purpose is always going to be the same and that's creating profitable, balanced, systemized businesses in order to provide the freedom to live our life creatively, enjoyably and with money and, you know, socially and creating relationships. That the finish by four statement, that's just an internal thing. Um, that's our actual business name and it's called finish by four because, you know, you should be able to, you know, wrap up your purpose by saying, look, you should have, uh, Finish your work yeah. at four o'clock, guys. Yeah, you know, that's so. solid too. It's you can see, I can see, I can visualize the you, you know, talking to people that were working with you and just having that statement, being able to rattle that off really quickly. It just puts everyone in the same sort of mindset straight away. It gives everyone the same mental model. This is why we're doing this. This is why. And that's it. I, I like how you've done that. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Look, the other cool thing I thought about is I'll just skip back to goals quickly. As I've I've always you know known like I've always set goals. Um obviously for the last good number of years and I'll do it better than others some years, but I'm, I'm not really strict on the actual goal and achieving that more so just having goal alignment. And you, you know, what I mean by that is like, you know, you set up this life purposes, you look at where you want to be in 10 years, three years, one, you know, all the way down. So when you're actually doing the work, it's really nice to look up sometimes and go, oh, okay, I can see what, you know, you know, I'm having a crap with, with a client, for example. But the reason why I'm doing it is because, you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to make us do this thing over there and it's going to like, you know, line up through to our purpose. What I'm trying to do, you know, could be all sorts of things, but maybe financially, you know, being debt free with your family and all that sort of stuff, you know, it can all line up and that means you get through the week and you know, I probably don't need to harp on this, but, but what I like about this purpose stuff is, you know, it's just the same. It like brings alignment from the business to the personal side. Yeah. You know, the purpose should always, you know, it's almost like one purpose. One of them is just, you know, giving like, hey, Colin, this is your personal life. You know, be creative with it, have fun, have cool relationships, have money, uh, spend money. Yeah, that sort of stuff personally because your work life, which yeah. is then structured by or held up through your company is balanced, systemized, profitable, and you can work hard at it because you know that it's what, at least for me, it sort of lines up in my it head. It works well. Yeah, it's very cool. Hey, um, what do you think about um, the concept then? Like, so that we've done purpose and we've sort of talked about vision as well. What, about, what do you think about mission? Like, you know, that word. I know, again, people are probably listening to this. Some people are going, yes, I love it. I'm into this. And some other people might be listening to this going, oh, man, these are those corporate words. Mission. What, what is that? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I totally agree. I think, I think you had it written down here as like it's the how, you know. I think 
that for me, the mission is really about now, about the business, right? It's like yeah. it's something that when what we're doing, it you know, it might change. You know, as we go through, you know, like one, two, three, five years, our mission probably adjusts with the market and and our positioning and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's a snapshot, whereas I don't believe our purpose would ever really change yeah, cool. much. Um if you know what I mean. Like, you know, within reason, even our values might not ever change overly either. They might be a lot more rigid, whereas our mission is more flexible, I think. And, and so it's more of a snapshot in time, yeah. I reckon, but it guides your short-term roadmaps and stuff like that. So, I mean, for example, like at least that's how I would say it. Um, do you have another view? Oh, yeah, I agree. It's This is, again, I always put myself in a conversational mode as if I'm having a, you know, a chat with someone at a coffee shop or down the pub or something. And I wouldn't use the word mission, but I would just probably explain to someone. So this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to get this purpose unfolding. This is how we're going to get this vision that we're looking for happening. That's what I, when I use the word mission, that's what I think about. This is how we're going to do what we're doing. It's just basically saying, what things are we going to do to get there, to get to our goals? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. So I'll read user lots now. And I, like, I just want to say this is, you know, I put this in, not the whole team, um, but you know, they've given it the thumbs up at least at the end of the day, but but this is a version one and yeah, I'm sure as we get bigger um, or we have 10 employees, you know, these things are changing. And actually, Dan, you can tell me um, when I'm done with this, if you think this is a mission or a vision, I guess. So anyway, it is at UseLot, we're passionate about putting customer success back to where it belongs at the forefront of the entire company. We don't believe it's a single department. Our mission is to ensure all SaaS providers of any size have the ability to proactively manage customers through the entire lifecycle of the journey on their platform, driving business growth through strong and expanding recurring revenue. Yeah. So like basically what we're, th- you know, we're throwing some tag words in here, but we're basically saying, look, we're all about revenue. We're all about strong recurring revenue and like tying customer success to revenue, which you know, has fallen off a little bit in the last couple of years and we're bringing this up. Like I won't say it's controversial, but if, if you know it can be sort of a controversial idea saying, hey, you know what, customer success, it's not a bloody department. It's the business's job. And although there is a department called customer success, but like we're bringing all these sort of patterns together and going on and, and, and on top of that, saying our mission is to provide like manage the customer proactively through that entire, their entire lives. So so if you say, oh, look, I'm in sales, it's like, yep, we can serve that if you're in marketing or, or whatever, because, you know, whenever a client is about to come on your platform or touch it in some way, um, you're part of our mission too, you know? So we're building something that helps manage that. Yeah. So do you I think, like it. Is, I that, really you know, is that a vision or a mission? Oh, for sure, man. I like how, when you said at the start, you know, um, enable all your customers to actually grow. That's, you know what I mean? That's, that's a really straightforward statement that says, all right, everyone, what we're doing, we're enabling customers to grow. That's pretty clear, you know. It's it's pretty obvious what you're saying there. So I like it. Yeah, it's really good. They like, yeah. I find those are always the hardest ones, purpose and mission, because you have to think about them um, and vision as well. Um, you can't really yeah. go and thieve someone else's yeah. purpose. You can't really come. Yeah. You know, like well, I think values are a little different. They they might be easy to resonate with from other companies. You can borrow and steal some of the stuff, but they're also really hard to just assume. You need to sort of believe your values like now. Yeah. So at the same time, I think they're you know really important. So do do you want to go into the values now, or you got any other thoughts on mission? No, that's a pretty good point. I mean, I, I think we've sort of done that one pretty well. It explains like what are we going to do and how are we going to do it. Really, the objectives. That's that's what it's all about. And you're right you can possibly sort of get ideas from other people's businesses and other people that have written it before. But the next one values, 
You definitely can't get that from someone. That has to come from you, right? <laughs> this is all about this is all about what you believe, what's most important to you, and what do you want to make sure that you do in your business, and what you definitely what you don't want to do in your business. What are the things that you stand for? That's that's the values, right? So, what do you think when you hear the values? Yeah, it is. It's like you can sort of thieve bits of them, but unless you're unless you really believe, yeah, you can't just put someone else's value on. Yeah, I know you're made it like you can't put a hat on and go now that's like right this. yeah you, you won't it just won't work yeah totally you know you know how last week we were um talking about funding models guarantee you values has a big input to the type of funding model that someone might choose for their business right if their certain values are that they want to have this sort of life that they want to work in this sort of way but they maybe don't want to work in that sort of way well that's probably going to send you in a direction of one or the other you know you could be self-funded uh, bootstrapped, you might end up saying, okay, that's my values. They align with that. Or, you know, you might be really driven and you love the idea of working with others and you, you know, you're just passionate about the energy that you can get from having investors get on board with you. Your values might align with that. So look, depending on where your values sit, they, they could have something to do with it as well. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. I think that totally. And I think exactly if you sat down and went through those values of what you really believe, or, you know, sort of think of them as things like, what's something I wouldn't tolerate or, or what I wouldn't hire. Like when I think about values, I think a lot about, you know, depending on who I'm hiring, for example, if I'm hiring a 20 year old, I, I sort of hope they're not looking at my purpose or mission. I hope they're worrying more about trying to buy a house and have kids and maybe yeah. find a girlfriend. <laughs> but look, it's probably, you know, that's what you should probably value when you're in your 20s. It's so um, true. Yeah. But anyone who else who comes in my company has to like, I wouldn't hire them if they didn't hit the values, you know? Um, and again, I'm not saying they, I'm not expecting them to just put them on and learn them. It's almost like you have to almost have to just believe them already, you know, intrinsically um, a little bit. So, and a little bit of backstory on it. Obviously, I mean, I don't know how much you're familiar with the sort of circle of the, the early days of Atlassian, but, you know, I had a pretty big love affair when Atlassian took off um, and then they put out their five values, you know, and, you know, from what I remember, they it was 15 years or whatever it was, they they were quite controversial values and it was different. And I took a lot of those things out uh, myself, even when I was working at another company at the time, I was development manager, you start bringing, you know, those other values in, you start realizing, yeah, you resonate with those values and, and maybe not with some other one and it helps you form your ideas. So it's almost like you can't, I don't know when you're when you're young, maybe you can't be expected to have strong opinions yeah. on all values. It's it's almost like they're easy once you get through the rigmarole of running a company, doing it again, yeah. and then you start going, "Hang on, this is this is actually my real yeah. values. This is what I care about." No, I, I agree with you. Like once you've got a few scars on your back, you pretty you start getting pretty sure about what your values are after a while, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- totally. Yeah. So so I'll go on to values then. I'll run through like the five that I wrote, Dan, and again. I would imagine these would be the ones that you know, I, you'd find you'd change the most in terms of they, you know, they, yeah. they just can't come from one person in a found, uh, company yeah. of four founders. But I also think just a little bit of interest actually here that I, last night I was driving back um, from picking my daughter up listening to the Alvin and Tyler's latest podcast uh, and they were talking about what it means to be a calm business and I didn't really know what that was before or what it was called. So it's very much in alignment with our, one of our first ones, which is we decide what we do. We have a mission and a purpose and understand our market. We decide what we build and when, and we pull the industry forward. 
that's it. It's like this calming thing. Like we could have 10 clients yelling yeah. at us for different things and, and whatever. We're going to decide. It's our product. Yeah, we're, we're in charge. We yeah, decide. We'll build what we want to build, you know? Yeah, totally. And it doesn't mean we don't care about the other customers. Uh-uh, no. You know, we, we love getting feedback. Feedback. We're built on feedback. Uh, that's what we do. But I think it's a really grounding statement to tell people that no, you you know, like, especially if you get that, like in a real world situation, you know, maybe it's uh, like customer support or whoever, they're like, you know, we need to fix this thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The customer's yelling and it's like, hey, dudes, we decide what we do. You know, it's part of the values. You, you can't get in trouble for saying no to a client because you know this is our values. Then we have uh, open and transparent. And this is a big one. Now, this yeah. came from, yeah, our last company for sure. And really, um, but yeah, it's, both, it's basically... We don't work in isolation. We work openly and collaboratively, getting feedback often and fast. And that's it, really. It's, it's, inter- it's more internal, maybe a little bit external, but mostly internal, um, I'm talking about here. And, you know, I've got a, a joke that I'll fire someone. Uh, or, <laughs> sorry, if I, could, if I could wire a HR platform up to Gmail or Outlook, you know, you should get instantly fired if you send three internal emails. Nice. Like, I think nice. that... Of course, I'm joking here, but yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. a really cool way to enforce open and transparency. You know, put it in a system. Yep. You know, do not send me an email. <laughs> email is not for that. It's for you know external people to get in touch. If it's with not us, written down somewhere, who, who's going to see it? <laughs> that's so. Uh, that's you know, that's just one of my other rants. Sorry, but yeah. look, I nice. could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Do not send me an email. Yeah, no, I was. I've got a question on for you on that, but I'll save that towards the end. Keep going. What 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 else, what other sort of values? Yeah, this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it seems important, but I don't think it's really revolutionary anymore, no. but anyway um this one you'll love production over perfection we get shit done this isn't about getting more done but shipping to production safely over waiting for perfection clients are the best source of our feedback so this is sort of a little bit like the open and transparent but it's it's like the external side of it it's like let's get these things in production because we could sit here and polish it as much as we want and we're probably still going to be nice right. now i know why yeah. we ended up settling <laughs> on the name push to prod for our podcast cole it aligns with your values pretty well hey yeah well it aligns yeah definitely aligns with our values it did yeah the the fourth one we have bring solutions not problems this is again another really big thing that we definitely harped on when at social pinpoint now we don't like complainers we like solvers problem solvers you know so don't come to us with, you know, it's not my job or, you know, here's this problem. Come to us yeah. with at least thinking through some of the options and the solutions as well. Yeah. So, and do that as a team. We're a team. We come up with solutions. Like, you know, no one's, yeah. you know, no one's going to get in trouble if there's a problem. You get in trouble, and I probably shouldn't say trouble, but, you know, you get into trouble when people are just coming in complaining. Oh, it's so important. Hey, and if you are hiring people, it's such a hard thing to look for, but if you can see that sort of initiative in someone when you're hiring someone you can see that sort of drive that someone is a solution type person they are worth their weight in 10 times more than someone else who's not that you know what i mean if you've got someone who can come along and work with you who can sort of say we've we've got an issue and here's what we're going to do about it and here's something i've already had a go at that's just amazing they're the type of people you want to be working with day in day out yeah for sure i agree with you yeah 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 absolutely you know like you know, again, it's sort of a slight tangent because I, I love going on them. But, you know, we always would hope that the type of people we would have uh, hired um, would eventually leave, you know, because they're probably, you know, very growth focused, entrepreneurial almost. Um, you know, they're going to be hopefully out running their own businesses at some point. So hopefully they get out of our company as fast <laughs> as they can, if you know what I mean, in a good way. Um, but, like, yeah, that's just one way to look at it. Nice. And then our fifth one is playing well with others. Yeah. Um, we had this in Social Pinpoint a bit, so I brought that across, which is like 
our competitors are a blessing. They reduce our marketing costs. They educate our clients. Yep. We don't fixate on what they do, but on what we do. See value one. So it's, again, a tie back to the, the first value, but it's, it's like we play well with others. We're, we want to be friends with our competitors. It's a big market. Again, we're, we're educating the entire space here together. And, you know, I never wanted to have that environment and I don't think I ever did, um, where you'd walk in a room and hear internal bitching about your comp- your competitors. Like it's just such a waste yeah. of time, you know, and actually celebrate when they bring something out, yeah, new yeah. out because it, it pushes you further. You that's know? it, yeah. It, it, it builds a vibe, it builds a bit of a negative energy and then that starts permeating through the business if everyone starts thinking that way. So you're right, play well with others. That's awesome value. You know, it's, it, it makes sure people have a positive mindset and you look for the, you look for the opportunities wherever you can really. Yeah. And then obviously you've got, uh, with that, you know, just the idea of like integrations and don't do it all yourself. There's, there's a lot of things under that play well with others that you can extrapolate from in that value. Um, so they're the five nice. that I come up with, as cool. I said, I threw it in an article about a month ago, got some cool feedback. And again, it's really just a brain dump. Um, and I know, I, I think it, it was a good way just to walk through and define what values are. Obviously they're very personal. Um, you can you can like them a lot or you might not like them at all. So like I guess which ones resonate yeah. with you or not even the ones that I just presented, but um what would you put down in a in your company, for example? I got I got a few to mention now. Yeah. Well, I love the I love the idea about solutions, not problems. You probably heard me talking about that just a moment ago. And I do I do believe that. I th- I seriously think that finding good people and working with good people, once you got that right it's amazing how much you can go, how much you can get done super fast. Uh, when that happens, it works really well. So I love how you've done that one. Um, I also love the, the play wells with others. Um, I've got, uh, I've got a whole bunch that I can go through as well from our other business trade guardian, but that one there play well with others that really, you'll see it turn up in the ones in our. So I love that one as well, Cole. I think you've done a good job there. Um, the question I had from you, which I said before, open and transparent to what degree does that, keep going like there's some companies say over in the states who are extremely open and transparent about everything they're open and transparent down to salary open and transparent about um what who people are earning sorry what people are doing with their time how much leave they're taking like how much do you guys think that through like is that something that on is on your mind look uh yeah as as i said most of the when i'm talking about open and transparent i'm talking about like the day-to-day work and more of an internal thing to me i probably wouldn't run something well, I don't think I'd bring something that's so open that like salaries yeah, yeah. and things are totally visible. Um, I'm sure there's some great things with that. Sometimes yeah. like sharing revenues and things, but yeah, salaries externally yeah. or even internally, I don't know. I, to me right now where I am, I'm, I'm probably not a big fan of that generally. Yeah, fair call. I, I agree. It probably comes up with a little bit more drama than it, than it provides actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. So I did mention we've got some as well. I'll mention the stuff that we do at Trade Guardian. We put a lot of thought and time into this. Um, Kristen did an excellent job. She's put together some posters and stuff that um, she shares with all the staff when they join in. They go like this. Teamwork is the first one. So be good on your own, but be great together, right? That's important. That makes sure that everyone is always out there side by side, shoulder to shoulder, looking out for each other. The next one we've got is be inquisitive. And that is stay curious and learn something new every day, all right? You're not moving forward if you're not learning. That's what we think. And we like to share that with everyone. Oh, that's, that's an interesting uh, next one. one. So, keep- sorry, Dan. Yeah, it, because I've always tried to yeah. like pull that one in somehow and I've never been able to word it quite right. But I think it's massive. Like one of the, going back to our original statement about solutions, not problems, it's 
It's yeah. one of those things that you can sometimes detect in a new hire that they're, they're a learner, you know, and it's ultimately, like I said, my goals, my personal goals, I, I sort of set yeah. up these 10 year, yeah. you know, goal things. Uh, but I, they're all sitting under these four purposes. That's the right word. Um, and one of them is being a lifelong learner. It's just one of those things like, if something bubbles up and, you know, I want to go take on something new, why do I want to do that? It's because I'm a lifelong learner yeah. and I want to keep learning. Um, never been able to tie that back to business values too much. So that's interesting. And I should really read yours in detail a bit later. Yeah. That's what we, we sort of just say to everyone, just, you know, keep being inquisitive, just keep learning something new every day. There's, yeah, look, if you're sitting down every single day and you're just not learning anything new, well, you know, you're kind of not growing anymore and that, and that's when it can get stagnate and get a bit boring. So that's not the sort of business you want to run, right? Yeah. Anyway, next one is keep it simple. And that's where you focus on stuff that matters. Life doesn't need to be complicated. And a simple business is a high quality business. I can guarantee you that. The more complicated you make things in your business, the, more, the harder it is for everyone involved to actually do things. And that's when little things creep in, errors happen, your customers start getting upset. So keep it simple. I like that one, Dan. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, whenever you're building software as well, obviously the simpler is the better. Yeah. So I like that. Do you, did you remember that saying from, from many, many years ago? It was keep it simple, stupid, right? And that was beat into us when we were younger learning how to become software developers. Just keep it simple and don't overcomplicate things that you're building because no matter what you do, you're going to have to look after it into the future. You're going to have to maintain it. You're going to have to operate it. You're going to have to improve it and update it, right? So the simpler it is, the much easier it is it's going to make your life into the future. And that that applies equally to non-software businesses for sure, yeah. So the next one is be inclusive and that is treat everyone well and respectfully. We're all in it together. That probably, uh, you can probably hear a lot of me coming out of that one. I This is some of the things I talk about in our family all the time actually is just, you know, equality, making sure that people are looking after each other and treating each other the same way and be respectful from each other. So yeah, being inclusive, I, I love a business where people are just being, you know, nice to each other really in general. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's being um, nice and also just valuing the fact that everyone brings cool stuff to the table. Isn't that part of the whole, you know, a bit like, you know, in like at least where I am in Newcastle running a software company, most people who end up here are young white men. Um, I mean, I'm trying not to go all the way down this path, but look at the end of the day, I think you're missing something if you don't have those yeah. diverse viewpoints and, I know in our industry, we've always struggled with that in the tech industry. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's nice to be able to do it as much as you can. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the second last one is make an impact. So every positive contribution matters, no matter how little it is. So just make an impact. If it's tiny, you made an impact in that day. If you've made a big one, good on you. Excellent. Just have a go each day, make an impact. And the last one's the best one. Have a laugh. It costs nothing. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good it. one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one a lot. That yeah. it, things are supposed to be fun, you know, and that, and that's like, you know, you put all this work on a, you know, a lot, you're bringing in your values and aligning it against your projects, um, you know, which align against your goals, which go up to your purpose, you know, so now you can have a bit of fun in it, you know, like, I mean, we're lucky that we run our own companies and businesses and we're able to design our own life, so to speak. And I know not everyone is in that position. So and I don't want to say everyone should be, but if you are in that position, cool. don't take it for so granted. The question I've got on my mind, and it's probably one maybe that people are listening to this. If you're still listening, that's great. I'm glad you got here. <laughs> the main question we're asking is why would a software business need it? Like why do you need all these things, these purpose, mission, vision, values? We sort of touched on it at the start. I hinted at it when we're talking about um, you know, building this this AI hype. Um, but why do you think, Cole, why do you think a software business would need these sort of things? 
Uh, look, I, I think I'll take the low-hanging fruit. I mean, uh, you know, things like at the end of the day, it helps you make better decisions, you know. Um, it sort of helps you have that type of north star that that helps align any type of decision, um, especially if it's, you know, in conflict or not with your values. Um, again, you know, obviously values help in hiring. Um, and, you know, your mission might make decisions that help you uh, focus your roadmaps more specifically, you know. And, and I think if you've got your purpose sorted out, then like you said, it helps you just have fun at work because you know why you're doing it. Yeah. You know, ultimately, it's answering your why and yeah. why you'd want to be doing this. I love it from a software point of view. Like When you're trying to explain to people what your business is, I mean, you start. You mentioned this on, on episode one. You had that T-shirt. You went to the coffee shop and, you said to the per- and the person said to you, what do you do? So having those sort of statements in the background, you know, your purpose, your mission, your vision, your goals, that, that can make a conversation with someone like that so much easier. And I reckon they help our less tech savvy colleagues and customers just make sense of what we're building and, you know, what we're offering them in some sort of language that's more meaningful to them. So that's why I reckon, you know, putting in the time and effort to figure this sort of stuff out, it's going to make those conversations a lot easier, right? <laughs> and ultimately, like you sort of mentioned this before a little bit, but um, it helps you make better decisions about alignment with other people. And that could be competitors, but also like investors, you know, and what you want to try, you know, align yourself with. Um, it's like setting that moat around you. And again, we're trying to be inclusive, but, you know, there is something to say about, you know, protecting who can come into the circle, yeah. you know. Um, it sort of sets up some of those parameters. So yeah. I think that's, that's pretty pretty important. What about on the other side of things when it's software doesn't work? You know, those days when you've, you've, you've just got this horrible bug, maybe it's a production outage, something terrible's happened and you just, you just smack yourself over the forehead and say, why am I doing this? What am I doing? That's when if you can go back to your, you know, your, your reasons for existence, your purpose, remind yourself that. Look at, think about your vision. Think about where you're thinking you want this to be in the future and think about those values. Just they're a really good way to help bring you back on track and motivate you. Because, you know, let's be honest, software is hard. Building and running software businesses is hard. You know, if it wasn't, every man and his dog would be out there doing it, right? So that's, I reckon that's one of the important things for a software business. Yeah. A uh, really good point. Yeah. And, and like, you know, having that, like, if you don't have something that's forcing you to look far ahead, then you're always stuck here. You know, you always get your head in the sand, you know? Yeah. And one of the best things, I was talking to someone, um, totally unrelated to business. Um, he, he was having a tough time and I was saying to him like, you know, you've got to, you've got to get to a point where you can look at yourself out, you know, look at the big picture, so to speak. Um, I don't know if you've read Sam Harris's waking up book, but there's this awesome line in there that, uh, you know, I've, I use it all the time. Um, and it is a little bit controversial to use all the time, I'll admit, but look, it's, it's just think of the number of people in the world who trade spots with you in a second. Yeah even oh. with the challenge you're going through. Like, you know, like this, you know, your bug, your production's yeah. down because of all these bugs, you know, <laughs> what's happening. It's like how many people in the world would sit right there and go through yeah. fixing that, assuming they have the yeah. knowledge you have, because where they currently are, it's just far, far worse. You know? And it, it grounds you, you know. Um, statements like that, like mission and purpose, make it so much easier to transport yourself into the future. Yeah. So when you look back, you can just laugh and say, you yep. know what, <laughs> even – I'm not ever going to remember nice. this shitty day. I like, I'm going back to something you said before. One of your values was we decide. I love that. And that's what I reckon having that written down, it's really, really important. And having these sort of statements like that, they can help uh, organize your business and, you know, plan out day by day or month by month what you actually are going to work or work on. 
You know, they'll help you decide what features will be in scope and what's not going to be in scope, how fast you're going to work or how slow you want to build things. You know, what feature complete would look like for your business. So I reckon having these sort of statements gives you the box, if you will, or the the, the framework around what you're doing to, to give you some guardrails to say, this is where we're going, but we're not going over there and we're not doing that. <laughs> so pretty important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now that's really interesting. And I, I think I, I didn't actually see it from that point of view, you know, um, like being deliberate, not just in feature building and things like that, but, but what, how are we going to actually run the business? How are we going to do the things that we decide that we want to do? And that's, you know, that's yeah. not letting fate come along and just tell us like, you know, this happened and it's outside of your control or blah, 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 the competitor did this and it made us lose, you know, whatever. Um, it's like saying, hang on, we decide what we do. Yeah. Which includes how we respond to things. Yeah. So where do you go from here? Yeah. Well, look, to be honest, I am a big fan of literally just talking like you're having a conversation with someone and then having a notepad with you in the background. This, this, you don't want to sit at a desk on this sort of stuff and try and work your way through it. You, you really want this to be natural. You don't want it to be, like I said, you don't want it to be corporate You don't want it to be filled with jargon. You don't want to be filled with buzzwords. You basically just want to have the ability to have a decent conversation with any random person you meet in the street and they can walk away from that and go, oh yeah, okay, cool, I get it. That's what you really want to be looking for, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's where I felt you could probably tell. Like if you can sit down and talk about these things for 40 or 50 minutes about what you believe and you mean and you're passionate <laughs> about it, then, man, that's, that they're authentic. You know, you're not just sitting there yeah. trying to follow someone else's direction from corporate telling you to do this work. That's right, yeah. And just like uh, I earlier said, rather like rather than our old business where we sort of probably let it happen too organically where some of the staff started to go, well, we need this. And so they started coming up with them. Likewise, if you're a founder or, you know, CEO or something, whatever, I, I think you have to really believe that this, that you need to do this thing, you know. Um, you can't just go, well, we've reached 50 people now. Um, we have to put a mission purpose value in because, you know, let's put a working group together. You know, someone told me we should do this. Um, you know, it's a great box to tick. Uh, but yeah, if you're doing it that way because you think you have to do it, then it, it's instantly lost credibility and I just feel like yeah. it's almost they have to come organically and that, that could mean early, could mean later and sometimes only, only you, you guys know when the time's right. Yeah, and you said something as well. These things aren't stuck in written in stone. You know, they can go through several iterations so you, you, you could see them evolving over time as your business evolves, as you guys evolve. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the main thing to think about when you are evolving them is think about getting them to the point and getting them as short and concise as you possibly can. Uh, I remember probably in a former life, you know, in the early days of starting one of my first businesses, I used to go and hang out in some of those networking places, you know, where you'd go and go to a coffee shop and there'd be 50 people there from other businesses. And the one thing that they did drill into me because I was pretty bad at it at the start is uh, you got to make it snappy. You've got to get fast. You've got to be able to tell someone in, you know, in the time it takes for for them to go and order their coffee and then walk away. They've got to be able to understand what you've said. So keep it short and sharp, really. That's the trick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and last but not least, I reckon just make sure you've got some good combination of aspiration and ambition in there. You've, you know, it's there does has to be an element of inspiration when when you're saying this to people, um, especially people that are going to start cut come and work for you. They've got to actually see that you are aspiring to get somewhere because that helps drive them as well. They, they, they've joined your business because they want to. 
and they want to join in on that vision and drive, go on that journey with you. So make sure there's some good combination of aspiration and ambition in there for sure. Yeah, and I think yeah. with that, it's a little like put a bit of twist on that, that um, sometimes like with mine, we use sort of playful or controversial wording, you know, because it sort of creates this hook, you know. Um, nice. When I said something like, uh, what was it, we prefer production over perfection, I could see some people thinking, oh, no, they just want to churn out work, you know, like production, product, you know, push, push, push. Um, it's not <laughs> like that. I think that's some of us, some of the fun part about coming up with these things is, you know, you say three words and someone goes, hang on. Um, but, yeah, it, it makes, draws them in and they can follow along with it. You're trying to hook them in a little bit. Yeah. Well, hopefully we did a pretty good job on like uh, now understanding at least what vision is and why I probably didn't have one at the moment. Um, so it sounds like it's okay if I don't and I didn't totally drop the ball on that one. But, yeah, I really hope some of this resonates with people. Um, we'd love to hear what you guys would think or what you would write in your own um, statements or if you need to start a job. Um, so, yeah, if you've got any of those things, uh, if you if we've piqued your interest on any of it or if you've agreed or disagreed, you know, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm going to do some shout outs too now. So uh, we definitely got one from Nathan Powell again, reached out on our Twitter request, which was something like uh, what values would have to be at the company uh, that you went to work for? And Nathan just straight up said work-life balance. And, you know, I think that's sort of baked into the purpose statement that I read, but absolutely agree with it. Nice. Um, so she's a startup founder. You're not ever going to really go work for someone else um and especially if they yeah. could be chained to a desk that's two in a row nathan welcome you welcome back and speaking of two in a row we've got another one from nikolai barring he actually got in touch with us last week he's got in touch with us again this week so shout out to nikolai he responded to our call out on twitter when we asked the question you know should a startup waste time on a mission statement well he said this my experience tells me that the more obvious the product seems to be the more the talk about will be the features so this obviousness is one perceived by the user. So a mission statement could have value internally. You know, it helps the team communicate differences from the obvious. That's pretty cool. So yeah, there you go. Another dual uh, feedback there from Nikolai. So Nikolai, Nathan, thank you. And I had one last fun one as a good old mate of mine, Nick Hannaford. He commented when he saw the name of the podcast, one should never say push to prod and Friday together. Yep, again. Good work, Nick. Thank you. We're going to get uh, that every Friday. <laughs> we should start tweeting some things that we're going to push to prod on Friday. Just see how much uh, people <laughs> see, respond to that one. Yeah, yeah. See how much drama we can cause. <laughs> yeah, we have to start dropping the pot on Friday. Hey, um, that's been really good, man. I enjoyed your chat again, Dan. Uh, anything else you want to uh, leave us with this week? Yeah, look, I've got an ask, actually. If you're listening to this at this point uh, and you're obviously doing a good job and you're there ready to support us, I would ask if you are willing to support us, it'd be great if you could actually just jump into one of the um, hosting providers um, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a rating because we're a new podcast. Uh, if we can get a few little ratings in there, that might sort of boost our um, visibility and people, more people will get to know us. So yeah, if you can, please do. I'll second that one. And I'd also just like to say, uh, remember, we're always looking for suggestions of topics and questions. So you can definitely reach us on Twitter at push to prod pod at, uh, or our email on uh, push to prod pod at Gmail as well. Um, open to new topics, things to talk about, that sort of thing. So keep an eye on your feed for episode four. Otherwise, yeah, thanks for listening along. Uh, you can obviously find me personally on Twitter at Gomo and you can find Dan at Mr. Dan Miller. So Dan, thanks for spending another Sunday night with me. Thank you, Cole. I appreciate it. Oh, one last thing. I've got the website up. 
So if you're looking for us, pushtoprod.show. Ah, good point. So it's pushtoprod.show for our website and Twitter and Gmail is pushtoprod, pushtoprod, <laughs> So Sorry, I'm new at this. Anyway, Dan, thanks for doing that. And yeah, until next week, guys, keep pushing the prod. Bye.